Welcome back to another episode of Sleep Deprived Storytime. I'm Matthew Carlock. Let's chat. Welcome back, listeners, friends, family, neighbors, and strangers. I want to talk about heavy things, or how to approach heavy topics with your kid. Recently, um, a tragedy has befallen my close group of friends, and death is a really hard topic to bring up with kids. Um, so inevitably it brings us to you know asking each other how did you approach it how did you approach it and with uh, two groups of friends um, they had already had to deal with death intimate family members Um, and so their kids of course took it you know took the information hard and understood the ramifications of it but for my kid I'm I'm at a loss he he didn't know my friend very well that's a little bit on me that's a lot of bit on me um We didn't talk that often, being super far away, super, you know, stupidly busy with all of our lives. But I still want to explain to him why I'm sad. Um, He understands that there's something there. Children are super empathetic. And uh, my kid very much always is, is always asking about how others are feeling well how does he feel how does he feel whenever he's looking at pictures like in where's waldo he's asking about all the millions of characters and asks us what are they feeling which is beautiful i'm so glad that he's got that social emotional learning skills down but it's hard for me to explain why his dad is so sad The recording of this has been three days since we found out. Maybe four, depending on how you count it. Um, You can say the wound is still fresh. The impact is still very fresh. And try as I might, you know, I... I can't have a smiley face in front of them. And I don't want to hide. I don't want to hide it. I don't want to lie to him. Maybe I haven't told him yet because I, every time I try to talk about it, I get teary-eyed and sad again. So maybe I need to reevaluate how I how I want to approach it. It's times like these I kind of wish I was religious. 
I'm not non-religious. Well, okay, religious, no. Um, I, I, I have a belief structure about what happens to us, our bodies, our minds afterwards. I have, I have something that is comforting for me in a way, but man, if I could believe that they were still here just smiling down on us, that would make it so much easier, I think. And for those who believe that, great, that's a comfort. Believe and hold that in your heart, please do. I had a friend who reached out to me talking about how being honest with yourself and understanding your emotions and feeling all the feels is definitely the hardest part. But, you know, better in the long run. So think about it. How do you want to approach your kids? You don't want to lie, but you don't want to give them too much because they're super young and they don't really have a, have a grasp. I think he understands death, but not in the way that it really means something. So it's going to be an interesting conversation with him, to say the least. I'm going to have to approach it, you know, from an emotional standpoint. Data is sad. He's been sad for a while, and this is why you think he understands. He understands about friends pretty well, but understand about loss and no longer being there, that's... I'm not sure if he gets that, so... I'll have to see how it goes. There's not a lot of planning I can do because I'm not exactly sure what he understands. This is the first time we've had this conversation. From there, I'm going to explain or try to have more... I'm going to try to get more involvement with friends and family. Let him know that there's a community of people out there not just mama and dada, there's lots of people that care about him. Death is the great unifier. Well, it's a great equalizer for everyone, but it's also the great unifier. Great glue. I've, I've myself had several friends kind of come out of retirement, so to speak. And reach out to me, and it's it's been nice. Old friends who knew him, cared about him, were affected by him. It's amazing. I wasn't sure I was going to continue the podcast for a while, but I want I want things to either remain normal or he would not like a huge change to our lives. Well, shut up, Jay. <laughs> you affected our lives and we need to take a pause. Anyway, um, maybe the next podcast or maybe next week I will play the last ad- episode we recorded together. So there's that to look forward to. Hm. Either way. Heavy subjects. Approaching those are 
It's a matter of understanding what your kid knows and how to approach them. Coming at it from their context, not just yours. All right. That's all for me for now. Until next time, get some sleep. This story is called Jaybird and the Sparrow. Jaybird and the Sparrow were two adolescent birds that lived in the same tree, the Braun Oak. The Braun Oak was a very old, very tall tree with lots of branches, which meant lots of different animals lived in it. The Jaybird was a very loud, gregarious bird. He liked hanging out with all the other animals, and he liked playing games like card games, and he liked uh, going out for uh, play, playing games like bird pool. I can't or whatever. And the sparrow was also kind of like that. Had lots of different friends and lots of, uh, liked to play lots of different games, liked to play music. These two birds were very good friends. And one day they had to learn to fly. And the sparrow was a little bit older than the jaybird. And he had to travel up and down the tree every single day to gather worms and stuff for his family. So he wanted to learn how to fly as soon as possible. They went out on the edge of a tree and looked down. That looks pretty far down, said the sparrow. But the chaper said, come on, you do it all the time. Sparrow said, well, that's walking, I don't, that's walking and hopping, I, I've never flown before. Jaybird said, don't you worry, I'm sure you'll do great, because the Jaybird was a very supportive bird friend. Well, Sparrow took a deep breath, spread their wings, I can't do it, said the Sparrow, I'm too scared. And Jaybird said, come on. If you can't do it, no one else can. And I think that you just need a little encouragement. Encouragement? Sparrow looked down. What kind of encouragement are you asking about? You want me to fall all the way down? No, just, you know, encouragement like you need to fly or maybe, you know, something will happen. Like what? Chaver said, I don't know, something. And then he pushed the sparrow out of the tree. The sparrow began falling very fast, coming towards the ground, so he flapped his wings, flap, 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 and then the air caught, and he glided smoothly. Flap, flap, and he rose into the air. I'm doing it, I'm doing it, said the sparrow. Yeah, you are, said the jaybird. You got it. The sparrow flew in some circles, and then 
dive bombed the Jaybird just to show him what he could do when the Jaybird had to jump out of the way. Now it was going to be a few months before the Jaybird was ready to fly. But the Sparrow went out and practiced with him every day. Finally, the day came that the Jaybird was ready to try flying. And when it was his turn on the edge of the branch, he was also a little scared. I promise you it's not that bad, said the Sparrow. You just got to take a deep breath and go. Easy for you to say, said the Jaybird. You had some help. You had a great friend standing behind you that had your back. I had a great friend standing behind me that pushed my back, said the Sparrow. And you do too. And he kicked the Jaybird off the branch. And the Jaybird began flapping and flapping. And suddenly the ground was coming up and then poof, right into a big pile of leaves. The Sparrow felt awful. He fluttered to the ground. Jaybird, Jaybird, are you okay? The Jaybird shook his head to clear it and then gave a big smile. That was awesome, said the Jaybird. Let's do that again. And then climbed his way all the way back up to the tree and jumped off the branch before the sparrow could even reach him. The sparrow watched him do this like two or three times. Finally, the sparrow was like, you're supposed to be flying, Jaybird. The Jaybird said, yeah, but I can also have some fun too. And the sparrow realized what was happening. I know it still seems scary to try something new, but once you get the hang of it, we'll be able to go far and wide. We don't have to hang just around the tree. And the sparrow gave his little jaybird friend a hug around the shoulders. I'll be right there with you. There's no need to be worried. Jaybird said, but what if I fly too far and I can't find my way back? Jaybird said, or Sparrow said, don't worry. Wherever you go, I'll go. If we get lost, we get lost together. So the Jaybird went up to the top of the branch to try it once more. He looked at his friend, the Sparrow, who took off and fluttered his wings to show him how. And then the Jaybird crouched and leapt flapping his wings, and soon he was flying like a natural. The two bird friends soared in and out of trees, singing their bright, happy songs as they zoomed about their little tree neighborhood. They had other friends come join them too. They even made friends with a little Johnny Cat. And a gnat bird and a chick bird and so many, so many friends. And the J bird was always a fun one, always getting everyone into mischief as soon as they were able to. Wake up in the morning, the Jaybird had them flying about from place to place. They visited rivers, they visited hills and mountains. They went on adventures far and wide, 
like traveling almost all the way across country during a migration flight just to visit another friend called a Dan Burns. And on the way back, they got so sick of each other they didn't speak for a week. But that's okay because real friends always come back. And this jaybird always came back. And the sparrow could always count on him to be a good friend. The end. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, leave a rating, yada, yada, yada. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at M. that's K-C-O-L-R-A-C-M, or on Twitter at Colrack, K-C-O-L-R-A-C. Thanks. See you next time.